following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Let me say something else, too, about Mo Patton. Mo has done it all. I mean, he's covered the Titans. He's covered the Vols. He's done high school. He's a fantastic writer. He's now actually hosting a talk show every day in Columbia that is outstanding. Mo, you know me because we've covered high school sports for years together. Ever since I moved here, you were one of the first people I met, and I just adore you. Tis the season to be hectic. I will say it is the craziest time of year. Everyone's like, oh, it's the most wonderful time of year. I'm like, oh, it's the busiest time of year. But I got to tell you, it's my favorite. It may be raining outside, but it's raining hot takes on Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. Wait a minute. Travis Hunter went where? I call it the Dion or the Coach Prime Factor. The Coach Prime Factor. It, it exists. Okay, that makes sense, Teresa. Top two recruit in the country from his alma mater, Florida State, flips him to Jackson State, prompting some jersey burning, some some fire Mike Norvell. <laughs> Adding insult to injury. Right? So basically, the Jackson State staffers went into the Florida State fans' Twitter spaces and was talking trash. We got your boy. (laughs) And we've got your favorite sports talk show around. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. With the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. Welcome back in. It is the top of hour number two. So thanks for taking some time with us today. Hope you are enjoying your start to your weekend it is going to be a phenomenal weekend of some college football some college basketball both on the women's and men's side you can't beat it if you've if you don't do anything but sit in front of a television this weekend you will be just fine so that's good because that's what you're playing to do. <laughs> I hear you. Not not mad at you. Not mad at you. A little jealous. Not mad at you. But a lot of folks will be shopping. I mean, some folks don't have all their shopping done. And you've only got eight more shopping days before Christmas. Just FYI. <laughs> so in case you're a procrastinator, maybe like me, maybe not. You could be out there on the front lines at the malls and shopping centers, and if you need to stay on the road and get it done, I recommend you probably get some gas and some snacks from our friends at Fast Stop Markets. They'll definitely take care of you. They'll get you out the door quick, keep you moving with whatever you need to survive the last few shopping days. You can also make your shopping dollars go further when you enroll in Fast Stop Perks. It's quick, easy, and free. And you'll get rewarded with money off gas and items inside the store. The nice folks at Fast Stop can get you up and you can go online at FastStopPerks.com and sign up today. There you go. Gotta love Fast Stop Friday. Mo, we just talked to Andy Landers about some women's college hoops. So it seems only fitting that we bring in our ringer for men's college hoops. Because we practice gender equity around here, unlike the NCAA. Well, hey, they're paying officials the same amount now, Mo. <laughs> Finally. 
So looking forward to a conversation here with former CPA head basketball coach, Drew Maddox. Coach, welcome in. Guys, how are y'all today? Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday to you, Drew. Appreciate you taking some time with us. Um, Chris and I have been discussing Memphis basketball, of all things, a bit here over the last couple of weeks, particularly that that skit that they were on before. They wore different uniforms. I guess it was the same players. I'm not sure. In that Alabama game earlier this week. Um, yeah. And and so now they've they've kind of got things going in the right direction as they head into Bridgestone for an eleven o'clock game tomorrow against UT and Memphis Tennessee has really become one of those games where literally you can throw the records out the window anyway. But you know what what do you like about this Memphis team right now as they come in here? Yeah, I I. I uh you know, really enjoyed watching them play up to their potential against Alabama earlier this week. As you said, Mo, uh, you know, we had seen the last four games in this losing streak. They'd won five in a row early in the year. Uh, probably their signature win was Virginia Tech, uh, you know, and really went on this four-game losing streak. And so you hate to use the term must win this early in the season, but in terms of uh, hearing some of the, the, the dissension that was coming out of the locker room, was Penny Hardaway losing this team? Uh, was there bickering between the veteran players, the young nucleus of players? Uh, this was a must win, and they certainly got that in front of an electric crowd. And, you know, as you look at Memphis and their situation, you know, when you get down the road, you you don't think about December games having that big a role in postseason play. But, Drew, their conference affiliation doesn't afford them a lot of opportunities for – resume building victories necessarily and so that win over Alabama does them a lot of good as they look in that direction as well I would think yeah absolutely uh as they're gonna you know they're gonna have to have some higher quality wins as you look at their conference right now just this the Houston Cougars would be a ranked uh, team in that conference though as you're alluding to so uh, Central Florida had a big win last night on television, but in terms of their conference, you're looking at a conference that tends to get two, you know, probably at large bids at best if it's outside of Memphis and, and Houston winning their conference tournament. So once again, this game against Tennessee is a signature matchup. This is a game uh, on a neutral court here in Nashville tomorrow, early tip time, 11 a.m. Central time. That is another one of those games that is a resume builder. It's, a, it's not only that for NCAA hopes, but this early in the season, um, can Penny Hardaway continue uh, to mold this group into maximizing their potential? Uh, you know, they obviously have Bates and they have Durant. I tell you, an interesting subplot to the story to the Alabama game. Bates did not play the last 14 minutes of that game and played a total of 15 minutes. He's a potential lottery pick. And they went on to play their best basketball without him on the floor. So it will be interesting to see him tomorrow, to see him return back to action. But I think Durant is, is a big-time player. He's going to be a top-five pick. And I, I think tomorrow's game is going to be who wins the turnover battle. Tennessee, one of the best in terms of turnover margin, taking care of the basketball. Memphis, one of the slipperiest of teams in terms of turnovers in all of the country. Who wins that number tomorrow will be the team that wins the game. And with that in mind, you know, Tennessee with a freshman guard, Kennedy Chandler, playing a lot of minutes. Um, the fact that they've been able to minimize their turnovers the way they have, and you would think that Memphis is going to come at him defensively tomorrow. 
You think this game means a little bit to him? Uh, it's going to be fun to watch him play with a lot of emotion. Kennedy Chandler uh, was the most outstanding player at our Christmas tournament here in Nashville. So I got to watch him up close and personal and sat with Rick Barnes uh, all three games as we watched Kennedy Chandler play in that, that event. I've been so excited to watch his progress. I think he's been outstanding. Ten games into the season, he leads the balls in scoring. He leads them in assists. He pretty much accounts for half of the production through assists or through scoring. Uh, he really is the catalyst that makes this Tennessee team go. And as you said, Bo, he takes care of the basketball. Almost a 3-1 to assist-to-turnover ratio uh, this year. For a freshman guard, ten games into his collegiate career, that's pretty incredible numbers and astounding when you look at what he's doing in terms of production and what he's doing to really lead this team to the success that it's had with eight wins on the season so far. Coach, you know, offensively this team, as you said, pretty much runs through Kennedy Chandler. But defensively it's kind of a – it's it's one of those things where you haven't seen somebody really step up and be – a defensive force for this team in games against, you know, decent competition. You can go back and watch <laughs> Upstate or <laughs> Presbyterian if you want. <laughs> but when they've played Villanova and, and you know, and some of these other – North Carolina even, I mean, it just doesn't feel like this team has a defensive identity. Yeah, you know, they're, they're doing it through a collective body of work. Uh, what, what, what you're alluding to, Chris, is, is them just – really spreading out the responsibility. Uh, you know, I, I do think Chandler, and how are we saying his name today? Viscopi or Vescovy? Either way, how are we going to say it? <laughs> Drew, I am glad that, that somebody else brought that up because I was watching either the Greensboro game or the one after that, and, and suddenly he was Vescovy, and I'm like, yeah. Well, Where, what? Huh? This, this must be a Tennessee thing because Garantano, Garantano was a thing for a long time. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. thought, you know, for three years this guy has been Vescovi, <laughs> and now he's Vescovi. That's what? Right. What? <laughs> I know. I and and it seemed like uh, you know a lot of attention was made around that. Uh, I, I, I forget who the commentators were that day, but they were taking a beating on social media about how they were. You know, pronouncing his name, but nevertheless, those Santiago, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Santiago V, yeah, yeah, that guy. There you go. You know, but they they are Chris. What's amazing? What you're speaking to is not really having that defensive stopper. But now I know the numbers do get skewed based on who they have played. But to have a plus seven turnover margin, you are doing something correct. You're taking care of the basketball, but you're also creating a lot of turnovers on the other end of the court. And so I do think this team does a really good job of, of really staying uh, constant in their defensive principles. They stay accountable in their defensive principles, and they do a great job of, of making teams take tough shots overhand, and then they rebound the basketball extremely well. Even the mm -hmm. guards rebound from the perimeter as well. So tomorrow's going to be interesting, though, because Memphis's front line is so long so athletic and, and bouncy and rangy. And we saw against Alabama, how many uh, alley-oop dunks did they get the other day or second-chance points between Williams and Duran? So at Tennessee, whether it's Fulkerson or, or however they take kind of a stake in the paint is going to be a key storyline tomorrow as well. Speaking with Drew Maddox here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. And, Drew, um, we can't let you get off of here without asking you because our – Third guy, J.P. Plant, is a 
huge Vanderbilt fan. Um, give us some thoughts on this Austin P game that's tomorrow afternoon on the SEC Network. Yeah, this is this is a game that Vanderbilt needs to win. Uh, you know, both they Vanderbilt has has played well in spurts, but they've lost three games in a row, and most of it is because of their ineffectiveness to shoot the basketball, which is so uh, going against the history of Vanderbilt teams. Uh, you know, this is a team that really can't find its identity offensively, really struggles to make jump shots from the perimeter other than Scotty Pippen Jr. Really can't find any consistency other than Jordan Wright to score the basketball. So in, in the games where they've been good and played better, they've gotten other production from the perimeter from guys like Duty and Lawrence and Trey Thomas and those guys. So this, this, is, this is a story we're going to have to continue to watch as we go through the rest of December and into the SEC, can Vanderbilt score the basketball consistently? Because actually this team is outstanding on the defensive end. They just can't figure out what to get the ball in the basket. And uh, that's abnormal for Vanderbilt. So hopefully they'll figure it out tomorrow. It'll be a great game. I, uh, you know, I, I love um, uh, the, the coach now from Duke. I can't, what's, what's the guy's name? Uh, his name just escaped me. Anyway, he's a new coach at Austin P. And so I look forward to that matchup as well. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's it's like Vanderbilt is kind of odd because they have really good individual players. They just haven't been able to kind of put it together. But if they do, watch out. It's a good basketball team that could that, that could emerge, you know, mid-conference season. So looking forward to it. Uh, Drew, we appreciate you taking some time with us today. As always, it's, uh, it's a pleasure talking college hoops and uh, – we were just th- we were just talking about it. H- had one of our Main Street preps guys talking about maybe uh, putting together a a holiday tournament next year within the Main Street preps area. So if we do, uh, and you're not busy, we may have to put you on a broadcast or two. I would love it as long as it's not during my, my you know my Christmas tournament that I still will continue to host up here at CPA uh, our next level hoops fest. But other than that, I'm all in. Oh no! We, we, why would we want to compete with the best turn, holiday tournament in the area? <laughs> That's, we're, we're dumb. We're not idiots. <laughs> Thanks, coach. Nate, well, J- I'm all in to help you guys anytime. Nate James, by the way. Nate James is the name you were looking for, exactly. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. Goodness gracious. Hey, thanks, Drew. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Y'all have a great weekend. You too, man. All right, we're going to talk college bowls. We're going to make some picks. Yeah. I don't even talk about it at this point. <laughs> Stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day returns after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. 
Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome back in. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are getting you ready for bowl season. How many games we got, JP? Uh, I was just uh, gathering them, so I'm not sure, but I know when to stop. We have, we have eight. Okay. Eight between now and next Wednesday. Okay. So Four and four, then. guess we have four in this four segment. And four and four. Next. Okay. Um, bad news for us. We all started zero and one. <laughs> Good news for the Blue Raiders, and a winning season had to win last uh, in their last game to get eligible. to get eligible, and then gets the win over a Toledo team who was favored by seven and a half points. We all thought would cover. That's a team that took Notre Dame. To the wire. Fifth ranked Notre Dame. And Middle just said, we're just... We don't care. We we didn't come here just for vacation, baby. <laughs> they, got the, they got the great weather and the wind. I'll tell you, man, watch out. Nick Vadiato is a ball player. 23 of 35, 272 touchdowns. And one was a 59-yard strike. Yeah, Jaron Pierce is a bad man. I mean, and we knew that. We, we, mm-hmm. talk, you know, we talked about him a bunch last year, but that dude is legitimately. Legit? I mean, he, he, is a, <laughs> he is a legitimate pro prospect. I don't think there's any question in my mind that that guy can play on Sundays. And we've not said that a lot about many MTSU players in, in the last few years, so. I mean, good for him. Yeah, yeah, and and good for Middle. I mean, to Happy finish up like that—that's that's a great win for them. And and you know, you got those extra practices uh, that come with a bowl and that kind of thing. And now you get to go into the off season feeling pretty spicy. Yep. You know, and I'm happy for, of course, Reed Blankenship, as we said yesterday. If 
if if if they were going to win, we were going to be happy for that kid. Absolutely. So there you go. Again tonight, well, at five o'clock, I guess. If you're listening on radio, it's being played now. That's what we just started, I guess. What time? Yeah, not too long ago. Coastal in Northern Illinois, um, taking off. But let's see. That's it for today. We picked yesterday: App State, Western Kentucky, South Carolina State, Jackson State, and UTEP Fresno. So that means we start today with the Independence Bowl, which will kick off on Saturday at two thirty, and. I was going to throw JP the keys, but he looks like he is typing. I can handle JP? it. JP? I can handle it. Take the, take the reins, my friend. Take the reins. All right. Uh, we'll get uh, get going with some music. All right. Uh, up first, uh, we have, as you mentioned, the Independence Bowl today, uh, tomorrow. And uh, it is UAB 8-4 and four versus number 13 BYU. Comes in at 10-2. and two. And the Cougars are eight and a half point favorites. That would be BYU. Mo, my gut tells me BYU. My concern is I'm not sure how motivated BYU, 13th ranked BYU, is going to be to be in Shreveport. I think I'm going to go with BYU anyway, but I just want to mention that that's a concern for me. Well, I think BYU is going to win and cover, so I'm picking UAB. <laughs> but much like you said, okay, UAB is more motivated. Again, highest penalized team in the country. But for whatever reason, Bill Clark is able to get his teams up for games like this. He's able to coach his teams for games like this. And because BYU may not be so motivated, UAB's going to be. I think they're, you know. And I think, and I think BYU is going to win. So picking UAB. <laughs> uh, I've uh, I've ridden UAB I think a couple of times this year, and has been have been successful with it. It's been successful. By the way, I got um, I can now see use my strategy, guys. Yeah. Um, eighty-two percent of those picking in the um, in our online pick them, eighty-two percent. This is across the world, across the country. Yeah. Whoever's in them. Are on BYU. How many? 82% are on BYU. 70% were on Toledo, by the way. Yep. Yep. If I See, if I had paid attention and researched that and actually looked for that yesterday, I would have gone with MTSU. That's what I get for being lazy on that. So, so with this knowledge. It's UAB. Blazers. Cover eight and a half. I like that. I like that. That's fine. They could win outright. Who knows? But um, Blazers get it done. Eight and a half. Yeah. Eight and a half. Yeah. Eight and a half. All right. Up next, Lending Tree Bowl. This is Eastern Michigan, seven and five, taking on Hugh Freeze's Liberty. They're the plural flames, are they not? They are the flames. (laughs) Seven and five as well, and Liberty. Seven and a half point favorites in this one. The Lending Tree Bowl, which will air Saturday at uh, 445 Central on ESPN. Or, excuse me, 345 Central on ESPN. Um, That may be 445. Either way. It's 445. It is. Yeah, these are Central times. Okay. 
What do you think, Mo? Mentioned earlier in the show, Todd McShay's um, first mock draft that came out this week, and um, I think he has Malik Willis as the second quarterback off the board. I think in a nationally televised game, I think a lot of people are going to get eyes on him and get to see why that's the case. I, I, I like Liberty in this game. Flames on a three-game losing streak. Which means they're probably motivated. Who, who and who? Well, glad you asked. <laughs> Ole Miss, Louisiana, and Army. Army scored 31 points against this team. That's unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's just going to motivate this team to win. And again, like you said, nationally televised. It's it's a game that you know Hugh Freeze kind of thrives in. So I got the Flames. You think Hugh Freeze has something to prove? Always, right? He always he, he does. Yeah. Well, probably since he did not get another job. Um, I don't know that he wanted another. You job. don't think so, dude? He said that, but lot, everybody says that. A lot that. less pressure to win at Liberty, That's and true. they're going to pay him the same amount of money. That's okay. true. He is getting the money. <laughs> He's getting the money. Yeah. And there's less pressure. Okay. And I'm his in. Jo- and his job didn't come open. That's right. The one, the Auburn job, mm-hmm. the one he wanted. So, um, all right, I like Liberty too. Uh, I think they do cover uh, seven and a half. It's fifty-one percent are on Liberty, so it's basically uh, an even pick with the amount of people and uh, what they're doing on that one. So, I'll go with uh, Liberty on that one. Uh, up next, we have um, da, 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 what else? Uh, Typed it in here. Here we go. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Which is, um, that's right, the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Utah State 10-3 and versus Oregon State 7-5, and and the Beavers are 7.5-point favorites. How many people have bowls named for them? As many that want to. Living people. As many that want to pay for it. Yeah, but you're right, I, that may be the only one. It's interesting, though. I've, I've never heard of one. No, I can't recall one. That's crazy. Um, I guess this is the first game A.N. after Napier for the Raging Cajuns. What? No. No, no. We're, we're, we're in Utah State and Oregon State. Oh, Oh, my fault. I jumped to the well, next one. Oregon, Sorry. Oregon State is minus seven and a half. All right. My bad. You're probably I, not I, alone I that would ahead. jump over that one. <laughs> I, I jumped ahead. Oh. Utah State and Oregon State may not peg the needle for many people. Oh, to you did, it, it certainly does not. I um, <laughs> There's a reason I skipped over this. Yeah. Um, I'm picking Oregon State basically on the basis of their win over Oregon earlier this year. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know how Utah State got to be 10-3. and Because <laughs> well, they play in the, what, the Mountain West? Mountain, they yeah. beat they beat San Diego State. All right, so they beat Washington State. They beat Air Force. They lost to Boise and BYU. Then they beat, or they lost to Wyoming, who's pretty good, by the way. Hmm. Better than you think they are. And then beat San Diego State like an absolute drum when we had their game when a we picked weeks it, ago. when we picked San Diego State yes. or when I picked San Diego I State I picked San Diego State too. Yeah. So that's how they got there. Um I'm going with Oregon State 
because I feel like this is one of those times where Power 5 school can't afford to lose to mm. a G5, G5 school. And so they've got to bring out all the stops. So only 26% are on the Beavers. People picking. Also, Beavers is my mom's maiden name. Okay. So. Well, there you go. For that reason, too, I'll go with Oregon <laughs> State. Minus seven and a half. Hey! Sealed it. Sealed it. <laughs> All right. And uh, finally, in this segment, we've got four more coming up in the next segment, so stay tuned. But the New Orleans Bowl, Nolens Bowl, depending on... Nolens. Nolens. Um, how you choose to say that. Uh, kind of, somewhat of a home team. Biscovi, Biscovi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Tomato, tomato. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raging Cajuns... Um, now with without Napier, right? There without we go. Napier, as I was as saying. the head coach, twelve and one, taking on Marshall, seven and five, and uh, Louisiana Raging Cajun six and a half point favorites in their home state. I think Louisiana is going to be motivated again to to prove that you know we weren't just about Billy Napier. And they're playing at home. Essentially. And they're 12-1. and one. And I, I, I like Louisiana in this one. Also on a 12-game win streak, their loss came to Texas in week one. <laughs> so, <laughs> they've won 12 straight. Now, of those, App State's probably the best win. Maybe Liberty. They beat Liberty like a drum. And then they beat App State again <coughs> last week. Uh, or two weeks ago, sorry, twenty four sixteen in the Sun Belt Championship. So did they not play Coastal? Uh, no, hmm. I don't think. Co- I guess they're I, in the Coastal divisions. lost to App State. So, but I mean, I guess yes. they they did not play during the regular correct, season. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Um, guess and, I didn't realize the Sun Belt was big enough that not everybody played everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty big conference yeah. now. Marshall is just an absolute it, they're up in the air. I got nothing. They're all over the place. They really are. And so I mean they're seven and five and, and I imagine they almost went win loss, win loss through the year. No, they won four straight. Did they? And then yeah. They it, lost to Western though, right? They did lose to Western when I told you that Bailey Zapp's the best quarterback that you've not heard of. Mm-hmm. Um Louisiana is going to romp in this. Absolutely, they're they're going to beat Marshall as bad as they want to beat them, which will be by at least six and a half. At least six and a half. So eighty-two percent of the uh, fans voting on this are on Louisiana, as they should. Eighty-two <laughs> percent. Six and a half points, a touchdown. I, you know, I I don't know if you noticed, uh, Chris. Um, my name in our pool. I have not mm-hmm. seen it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Number one seed. <laughs> For a reason, because I, I stuck to a plan, right? So I got to stick with it, right? Well, best of the best, fourteen twenty three is now the number one seed because they were the only one to pick middle, middle. to cover. <laughs> well, going in, I was the number one seed. Right? 
Yes. Y- yes. Yes. yes thank you. you. <laughs> Just wanted to get a confirmation. Um, so with that, I got to go with Marshall. And that gives me a leg up on the two of you, so that's always a nice bonus. Anytime I can pick against the two of you. Or leg down. Depends on what happens. We'll see. <laughs> Either way, we'll, we'll shake it. When is that one? That one is uh, Saturday night, uh, 8.15 on ESPN. Prime time. Prime time. With no prime time. Yeah. We've got four more games to talk about and pick, so come back on the other side of the break. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We are back to the Lee Company studio right after these fine messages from our friends and sponsors on radio and on video. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Festop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fastop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yao. Welcome back in to the final segment of this Friday. Oh, yeah. Can't beat it. No, you don't, but it certainly helps. <laughs> JP? <laughs> yes, sir. Have you have you got your uh, you got your anchors anchor down or, or your Vanderbilt uh, fight song still loaded in there? I can uh, get it queued up for you. You should probably get that because Langston Patterson's older brother, former Adidas All-American Kane Patterson, is headed to West End. West End. 
All right, you got to give me a little more time today. I'm just saying. <laughs> I would first like to start off by thanking God. Without him, none of this would be possible. I would also like to thank Coach Sweeney and Clemson football for the past three years. With that being said, I will be finishing my career at Vanderbilt University. It has always been my dream of mine to play football with my brother Langston at the next level. I would like to thank Coach Lee, Coach Mentor, and Coach Eggs for this opportunity. I can't wait to get to work. Hashtag anchor down. Kane Patterson. Man, that's... That's a uh, it's a big deal. I think he's going to be a a huge asset to that program, and and make a quick impact. Now I wonder what is he immediately eligible? I, I don't I don't know who is who's not. Is he graduated? Does it matter? I'm... As far as I'm aware, he is eligible to play. I mean, and do you base that on anything in particular, or I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I mean, I just don't know what the rules are. Uh, exactly. Um. If you if you. The sh- long and short of it is, if you wish to transfer and be released from your college scholarship, you'll need to be asked to be released from your current institution. Once part of the student-athletes must meet minimum required courses per quarter in order to uphold athletic scholarship and institutional financial aid, but that's it. I mean, it's... According to tw- 247sports.com, um, Kane Patterson could start alongside Anthony Orgy in 2022 although sophomore linebacker Ethan Barr did make 85 tackles this season, second on the team. It is unclear how many transfer how many transfer Vanderbilt will take this offseason, but Patterson is expected to arrive on West End in January. He will have two years of eligibility remaining. So, here you go. There you go. <laughs> so, he's got two years of eligibility starting with – this the year. upcoming season. There you go. This is interesting. Former 24-7 sports director of scouting, Barton Simmons, now Vanderbilt's general manager, wrote the following scouting report on Kane Patterson in 2018. Medium-sized defender has some tweener characteristics physically, but has matured over his career into a capable body at Mike. Not overly long, but well-conditioned and big enough. Plays with light feet and good lateral ability, can navigate through trash effectively to find the football. Great feel for finding gaps and attacking downhill. Shows good closing speed, effective as a blitzer with a high motor and an ability to play through blocks. Plays running back and wildcat quarterback on offense, translating positively to many of the above traits. Athletic enough. Can show some stiffness in coverage, but has ball skills and pass drop instincts. May struggle at the next level with bigger linemen engulfing him on the second level. High, high floor prospect that looks like a multi-year starter and mid-round NFL draft pick. So that's what then 24-7 director of scouting Barton Simmons wrote regarding Kane Patterson three years ago. Yeah, then 24-7 recruiting. Mm-hmm. Now. Now recruiting coordinator and scouting director for Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt football. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. <laughs> now we know. <laughs> so That's awesome. 
So they've got a little insight into <laughs> Kane Patterson. So they do. JP, let's talk about some bowl games. You ready to keep it going? Let's do it. All right. Get the music going again. And uh, as we widen out the view, put our wide-angle lens to get all three of us in the shot uh, on our social media pages. And just a mental a mental uh, image for radio listeners. Um, we look good. Um, up first, you ready? Oh, were you about to go into it? No, no. no you got I, something else? The Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yes. Where'd it go? Oh, it's in Myrtle Beach. Yep, Myrtle I, Beach, South Carolina. I'm. What, what do you mean? <laughs> on, on your list. It's first, Jonathan. Well, uh, I don't know where it went, but I got it into, I got it on video. So Myrtle Beach Bowl, Old Dominion versus Tulsa. Old Dominion's, I'll tell you here, Old Dominion six and six, Tulsa six and six, um, and Tulsa seven and a half point favorite. Mm. Two six and six teams. But Old Dominion's on a five game win streak. I was leaning toward Old Dominion because I, I'm the few times I paid any attention to Tulsa, which I think Cincinnati was one of those. They they've been getting drilled. Twenty-eight twenty against Cincy. Really? That was one of the games that everybody was pointing. Oh, to, that saying, they didn't. That Cincinnati didn't get any style points. Okay. But they beat SMU. They beat Temple, and they beat Tulane in their last three. The, before that, they're they're three and two in their last five, and the two losses were to Cincinnati and to Navy by a combined eleven points. They put up four thirty five a game on offense, and they give up three seventy nine. Tulsa's a seven and a half. Seven and a half. I'm taking ODU to cover. Might not win. I'm taking them to cover. I. I just don't know. I mean, they're on, like I said, they're they're on a pretty solid win streak. They've beaten Tech, FIU, FAU, MTSU, and um, Charlotte. So clearly, they found their stride at the right time. the The line has actually moved to nine. So there's that. I think. I think you might be right. I think ODU may cover this thing. I was leaning toward Tulsa, but now I'm feeling like ODU might be finding their 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 rhythm. Oh, I got I, I'm gonna go with the Monarchs rather than the Hurricane. ODU finding their rhythm. I like it. I like it. All right. Um Let's see. We've got uh, 30% on the Monarchs. So I'm going to go with that. I like I like them too. Maybe different reasons, but uh, Sounds like they're, finding the, they're finding their rhythm, Chris. They are, in fact, finding their rhythm. Finding their rhythm. All right, up next is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Side of scattered, smothered, and covered. Crisp. And capped. You know what the cap is? Mushrooms. Mushrooms, no. that's right. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Smothered uh, cover cap's the only way to go. Yep, that's right. We've had this conversation before. We have, in fact. Mo, and you're still wrong. 
Kent State seven and five. <laughs> Wyoming six and six, and uh, the Cowboys of Wyoming are four and a half point favorites in this one. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm going with Wyoming. But I got nothing to base it on. Big money's on Kent State. Line has moved to three. Wyoming is now just a three-point favorite. They lost to Hawaii in their last game. And based on what we've read about Hawaii lately, I don't know how anybody's losing to Hawaii. So... But they beat Utah State. They did, in fact. And not just beat, drilled. Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely just smoked them. So it's like, uh, I mean, I'm going with with Wyoming, but it's not, yeah, it's it's a throw-up pick. You mean throw up? A toss-up? Or or, or a regurgitation? Yeah. Yeah. Your your choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go Wyoming because they're closer to where they're playing in Boise. It is in Boise, right? Yeah. Can't imagine where else. And it's outside of Albertsons. It's not not in the dome like it used to be. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Wyoming in this one. Although, you know, kids stay, they can get some cold weather up there, up on the lake. But, um, yeah, Wyoming minus four and a half. I like them. All right. Uh, up next is the Frisco Bowl. Not to be confused with another bowl name with a similar. Isn't that uh, Frisco Bowl, UTSA, the Roadrunners, 12-1 versus number 24, San Diego State. Um, that's uh, where Mo would have gone if he had been recruited. <laughs> yep. That's where I would have gone on a visit. I yeah. don't know that I would have gone to school there. Um, man, the road, the, the road runners have been impressive all year. And Except against North Texas. Yep. Go figure. Well, I don't know. I guess everybody gets mold. I'm going with UTSA. What did you say the line was, JP? Two and a half. Two and In a half. In favor of UTSA. Well, this game is in Frisco, Texas. It is. So, there's that. Of course, I'm not sure that San Antonio is any closer than San Diego to Frisco, Texas. San Antonio's down there. But, <laughs> I mean... That's a good point. Um, San Diego State has, uh, has, has burned me twice this year. They're not going to do it again. I got UTSA covering. Uh... Yeah, I think UTSA. I think uh, they want to finish off. Their coach has signed a, a long-term extension, and you know I think uh, they're more excited to be there. That's they what I'm going are. with. They probably yep. are more excited to be there. That's what I'm going to go with. So, uh, so I'll go with UTSA covered. All right, and uh, finally today it is the Armed Forces Bowl, Missouri six and six versus Army eight and four. Army three and a half point favorite, and this game is Wednesday evening, seven o'clock on ESPN. I believe uh, Fort Worth is where they play this one. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, tough to pick the non-armed forces program in the armed forces bowl, so I'm going to go with Army. They do play this in Fort Worth. I, uh, this is at TCU Stadium. 
at uh, Carter Stadium. I'm going with the SEC team here. Um, it's Missouri. It is Missouri, but <laughs> they did beat South Carolina, Florida, and Vanderbilt in three of their last five. They lost to Arkansas by 17. And I know Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Florida is not... It's not murder row. No, but they're still better battle-tested, so I'm going with Missouri. The over-under is 57. Hammer the under. <laughs> I don't know. Army can score sometimes. Remember that Wake Forest game? Mm-hmm. Of course, I think uh, how much of that was a function of Wake Forest just letting folks score so they get the ball? That's be. right. <laughs> Could be. Uh, I like Army. I think they, they win easily here. I'm not sold to Missouri. Army with that... Uh, um, that option attack, wing T, that that offense that Missouri probably hasn't seen. Now, granted, they've got plenty of time to prep for it, but you still you don't see it in regular season. Ah, it's like Army. Mm-hmm. I think I think they win. I'm not I, I'm not big on Missouri. All right, that's gonna do it for your Friday show. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Come back on Monday again. Short week next week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday only. So you're gonna get a ton of college football talk. Reaction Monday to the Titans to college football, to college hoops, and high school stuff. Check out MainStreetMurray.com, MainStreetPreps.com for full coverage of high school sports tonight. JP will be in Summertown. Mo Wrestling at Summit. I will be at Independence. There you go. Podcast, too. Podcast. The first takedown comes up tonight. Um, Hey, thanks for joining us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. We'll see you Monday.